It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Welcome to part two as we go soul to soul with Shaka Senkor. All right, here we go, Shaka. What was your favorite meal and who was at the table during the pandemic? Favorite meal? Um, <laughs> so my favorite meal was uh, Thai food. I love spicy fried rice. And when the pandemic first hit, I think I ate that a whole lot. Um, and it was just me and Sekou for a lot of the first part of the pandemic. Did you feel tested? And what tested you the most? Yes, I felt tested uh, during the pandemic. And it actually shocked me because I felt like I was I had already been battle tested with being in isolation. But I had I had this moment. I was in my office. I had been on probably my sixth Zoom meeting of the day and I had some food delivered and I literally felt the walls closing in on me. And it triggered me to like a moment of solitary confinement. And when I realized I was triggered, I rushed out the house, out the back door, and just kind of walked around my yard. And that got me back centered. What did you recognize in yourself or in your life that you needed to change? One of the things that I recognized in my life that was really, really important for me to change during the pandemic was further isolating myself. I felt like there were moments where I started to process the pandemic the same way I processed prison, my solitary confinement experience, where I just stopped caring about things that are normal to care about and detaching myself from the feeling associated with being amongst people, uh, being able to move about freely and do whatever I wanted to do. And I had to make sure I reconnected to the yearning to do those things when the world opens back up. What did you learn you could live without? I learned that I can live without as many pair of sneakers as I currently have. Because <laughs> you have nowhere to go. <laughs> you just putting just them on and wearing them for yourself. Trying to okay. show them off on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did you learn you could not live without? I learned I could not live without human interaction at this point in my life. I need to see people. I need to hug people. And, 
you know, one of the things that happened during the pandemic is because we have shared custody, there will be days where Sekou would be with his mom and I would just be there by myself. And I'm like, I need to figure out, you know, how to connect. Don't go anywhere. More to come after this short break. No two travelers are exactly alike. And that means no two trips should be either. Texas' vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. Are you a beach person? Well, you'll be having fun under the sun with Texas' 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies can't get enough of Texas' world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Macy's Mother's Day gift guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price, like 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at Macy's.com slash gift finder. Okay, what is a song or book or movie that, that changed you or impacted you? Song or book or movie? The book that changed me is Malcolm X's autobiography. It gave me a blueprint. It gave me somebody that I can model uh, what's possible for myself after. What are the books that have led you to this new realization of yourself? What are the top three books? Top three books, James Allen, As a Man Thinketh. I would say, hmm, I read so many great books. Uh, Interestingly enough, Donald Goins, Dope Fiend, has inspired me to write. And I would say, Maya Angelou's I Know Why Cage Bird Sings. What was your greatest fear that you were able to overcome and what allowed you to overcome it in your life? My greatest fear was the fear of failing again. Mm. And the thing that allowed me to overcome it was recognizing that in life, we will fall down many times. We will not always get it right. But if we have the willingness to try again, there's always the opportunity to produce a different outcome. Do you believe in God, a universal force, love, spiritual consciousness, unified feel? What do you call it, if you do? If so, how does that show up for you, and what tells you it's there? I believe in the divine creator. I don't have a specific name. I believe that the universal energy that connects us all is best expressed in nature. I think it is impossible to not think of a force greater than us when you look up in the sky and realize that it's infinite, when you recognize that we have not been able to reach the depths of the ocean, and when you see just the majesty of the sun and nature and how it interacts, uh, I am a big nature nerd. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. 
Um, but that to me is the best expression of the divine energy that I believe unites us all. What was your greatest awakening? My greatest awakening was self-reflection and being willing to apologize to myself. Like that has transformed my life completely. What was your greatest suffering and what wisdom did you gain from it? My greatest suffering was when I woke up in solitary confinement and realized that I had the beautiful gift of language and the beautiful talent of writing with no way to get it out to the world while not knowing if I would ever get out to the world. When was your faith most tested? I think my faith was most tested on my second parole board hearing. Everything about the hearing went great, and I still was told that they didn't think I was ready for freedom. And I was one step from giving up because I didn't want my family to suffer any longer. And when you say giving up, you mean what? I was one step from saying that I would never go to the parole board again and that I would just serve out the rest of the time that was on the maximum end of my sentence, which would have been a total of 40 years. Wow. Describe a time when you lost your internal compass and how did you get it back on track? There was a moment when I was driving, I had been drinking, and I had been drinking excessively over a period of time. But this particular night, I drove down the wrong side of the expressway. And I remember seeing the lights of a car coming up. And I knew I was blessed because I had that time I had two cars. I had a sports car and I had a truck. And I just so happened to have drove my truck, which allowed me to drive up on the embankment and avoid a head-on collision. And I remember just praying all the way home that if I get out of this, that I would never make that decision again. It was one of the most profound moments in my life on this side of freedom because I realized everything that I could have thrown away and how many different people I could have hurt and possibly killed. What happened to you that you were in that state, driving down a, the wrong way on a freeway and drunk? What, what, what was going on with you that would have caused you to allow yourself to be in that state? So what was happening, when I reflect back on those times, there were several things that was happening. Uh, one, I had been telling my story, my personal story, over and over Uh, dredging up just all the painful memories of the trauma I had experienced in life. I was navigating a very difficult breakup with, you know, my first real relationship at the time and really had not unpacked the deep, deep trauma of being incarcerated for as long as I had been and getting out and realizing that I was still a kid inside trapped in a grown man's body. And so I overcompensated, partied hard, played hard, and made really, really bad decisions that culminated in that night of me driving down the wrong side of the expressway. And were you able to keep the promise to yourself after, Lord, if you let me get home, I won't ever do this again? Absolutely. I've never got behind the wheel intoxicated from that night. Who was instrumental in teaching you morals? 
I would say my moral learnings come largely from the men who mentored me while I was in prison. Wow. What is a piece of wisdom you would like the leaders of the world to use in their decision-making? Lead with your humanity and never settle for mediocrity when greatness is available. Okay. Describe a moment when you experienced true grace. Maybe it was the moment you just described. That sounds like one. Sound <laughs> yeah, like. I was thinking about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that moment of, you know, driving home in the just sleeting rain, in the rain even being a blessing because I was driving what I'm imagining was incredibly slow because I was so shaken up. But yeah. because it was just a torrential downpour, I didn't seem out of place. And I was really fortunate not to have hit anybody, to be pulled over by the police. Or to be pulled over by the police. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That would not have gone yeah. well. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Something should be boring, like banking. Boring is safe and reliable. You don't want your bank to be entertaining. Entertaining is for podcasts with inspiring celebrity guests, not banks. PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, that was a lot Have of you ever had a transcendent or mystical experience? I have. Um, well, you know, I I am a firm believer, and we manifest into our lives the things we desire most. And I honestly feel like, you know, our meeting and the way that we connected, um, the deep, deep way that we connected, was really one of those moments. Wow. It was more you than mean, an interview. Meaning you and me. Like, yeah, 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 you and I, yes. You and I. Yes. Wow. I didn't know I get, I, I didn't consider myself in the transcendent category, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I think I shared this with you, but I, I really, on the most profound spiritual way, I wrote down what I wanted to happen in my life and what that would mean for me on a personal growth level. And, you know, when I when I used to watch your show, like that vulnerability and what it did to open people up 
I just felt this connection that, you know, it's, it's just, it's deep, you know? And, um, and I wrote down that one day we would meet. Wow. And it happened. It happened. I'm not sure how that happened, but I remember yeah. shortly after having done the interview with you, I was doing an interview with Ben Horowitz. He was interviewing me for something, and I, I could not stop talking about you. It, You know, of the thousands and thousands, and really, we can't even count how many people I've had one-on-one -on -one interviews with in my career. That exchange with you in my garden for our first Super Soul conversation just was so profound. I have... I don't recall ever having a, an experience where I connected to a, another human being so so deeply and was so moved by it, you know? We just kind of got lost in each other in that conversation. Absolutely. So tell me, what was your most humbling experience? What was the thing or event that humbled, that has humbled you the most? I would say my trip to Ghana... That was, oh, my God, it was just so powerful and just, you know, there was a moment. So when I, I get to the continent, I kind of had this plan of things I wanted to see. And then I got there and I realized there was a prison there. So, one, I knew I had to go fellowship with the men, women, and children in the prison. And I was fortunate enough to make a connection that allowed me to just go in. Like, they they made it super easy. And so I went and spent the day there. And then the following day, I went to Osu Castle, the slave dungeons. Mm -hmm. And it just, I mean, it just broke me. I found myself in a slave dungeon that reminded me of prison cells. And before I left, I found myself apologizing to the ancestors for forfeiting my freedom the freedom that they fought so hard to regain. And I apologize because I felt the deepest sense of betrayal uh, to our DNA. And mm. it was humbling, you know, to think about the men and women who, and babies that were in those dungeons. And I remember just kneeling on the floor and touching the calcified, fluid from, you know, every aspect of the bodies you can think of. And it just, you know, my, my life will never be the same after that moment. Wow. I would never take for granted my features, the way that we walk the earth, the way that we move throughout the world. You know, I just could never take that for granted after that experience. What was the toughest decision you ever had to make that allowed you to fulfill your destiny? I think the toughest decision that I've had to make was to leave Detroit and move to L.A. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. That was hard. I, I hadn't been out of prison long, and I was leaving my dad in Detroit. And I know for 20 years all he wanted was his boy to be home, and I ended up making a choice to leave. But you still had your own hero's journey. You still had your own hero's journey. To, um, to, to do what I came to do. What would you need in order to become whole? I think I'm on this journey now. I'm not quite there. There's areas of my prison experience that I need to heal from. What happened to me in solitary has left some scars that, you know, sometimes it, it, 
it has made me afraid to think that I can't be a whole human being and that I can't fully connect in all the ways without shutting down when things are uncomfortable or uncertain. And, um, and I'm still on the journey healing those, those, those parts of my life. When is the last time you were filled with awe or what fills you with awe? Mm. The last time I was filled with awe was relatively recently. I was invited to share some words on a song um, with, with Nas, with the rapper Nas. Mm-hmm. And I was able to share just beautiful, rich words that had meaning to me. And now that album that that song is on is nominated for a Grammy. And it was just one of the most powerful full circle moments because he had wrote a song on his first album called One Love. And it was a letter to his friend who was incarcerated. And when he asked me to you know, write something for that song, I just, I, I was, I was literally speechless. So what actually on a regular basis fills you with awe? On a regular basis, what fills me with awe is just like watching Sekou discover so many little things about life. Um, oh my God, he is just so fun to watch. I mean, he's, you know, he got a piano uh, keyboard as a gift. Uh, actually, Ben and Felicia got it for him as a gift. And he's playing classical music by ear. Like he's just, it's just so fascinating to watch, you know, how he shows up in the world, the way that he thinks about things. And, you know, these sweet little moments where he's like my baby boy that's on the verge of being like a big boy. And then there's moments when he's a big boy. And I'm like, man, look at my baby boy. And that just, it just sets my heart aflutter when I think about it. Well, I would have to say, just as you end the book, that seems to me to be enough. Let's make it enough. Absolutely. My joy to speak to you, always. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.